If someone ate two gallons of ice cream or more in a single night, or had a secret drawer of candies, or would take their kids Halloween candies while they were sleeping and take their favorites, most people would agree that this person may be addicted to sugar. Have you ever done this? Have you ever binged on sugar in the sense of ice cream or candies or have had a secret stash? Well, on today's show, you're going to meet a woman who has now lost 100 pounds using the Zero Hunger Plan to get radical control over her addiction of sugar, carbs, and salty snack foods. She lost up to two pounds a day in the beginning and more importantly, has continued to lose weight consistently where now she's at her dream weight, 100 pounds. Uh, And if you saw Woman's World Magazine last month, she was on the cover. Her name is Sandy Roster and she's joining us on today's show. She's probably the most inspirational guest I'll have this year. She is uh, a Southern woman. You're gonna fall in love with Sandy and she's gonna share with you her secrets to not just overcoming sugar, but how she has dropped two pounds each day using the Zero Hunger Plan, and more importantly, how she's lost 100 pounds. So if that sounds good, guys, let's get started with today's special show. Hi, my name is Jorge Cruz, and I'm known as the number one weight loss strategist to the world's busiest celebrities. I'm also a multiple New York Times bestselling diet author with over 30 books and 12 million fans. You may have seen my work with Oprah Winfrey, Khloe Kardashian, Tyra Banks, Kelly Clarkson, or even Dr. Oz. My career started in my early 20s because I was addicted to sugar, carbs, and salty snacks. And experts told me to simply count calories to get control. They were wrong. My passion to get radical control over hunger has led me to find science-proven ways to create zero hunger and help my clients drop two pounds each day. And I know I can help you too. Welcome to the Zero Hunger Revolution. Well, welcome guys. It's Sunday. It's March 21st. Uh, It's spring. I'm so happy. Yesterday was the first day of spring. Hopefully you had a beautiful weekend. Uh, And it's gorgeous here in San Diego on this Sunday. Uh, Sunny, warm, beautiful weather. Uh, boy, we needed a little bit of a rebirth, right? Isn't that what spring is all about? Well, in honor of spring and in honor of the Zero Hunger Plan, we're really going to dive deep in a story of success, an inspirational testimonial story from a woman who really at age 58 had, for the most part, given up, you know, at one point of her life where she was over 100 pounds, um, the weight she wanted to be and was on cholesterol medications. You guys know her. You've seen her on the cover of Women's World magazine. Her name is Sandy Rosser. And she's lost originally for the magazine when that came out last month, uh, 93 pounds. We catch up with uh, Sandy today to find out how she's been doing since the issue came out just a month ago. And she's lost seven more pounds. So I'll let her tell you all about it. Before we do that and before we get started, though, I got to give special thanks to our sponsors. Please sponsor these guys in in the sense of just going to their website, check out what they have to offer. These are products that I've handpicked because I believe in them 100%. The first one is Elemental Labs. They are what I use when I'm on the go to turn off my cravings for sugar carbs, to turn off my hunger. It's called Zero Hunger Water, and the way I make it on the go, if you're not using a recipe from the ZeroHungerPlan.com site, which you can make at home for just pennies, is to buy this product. They're easy on-the-go little packets. You literally tear them, pour them into 32 ounces of water, and you have the most delicious tasting water, whether it's raspberry flavored, uh, salty uh, orange, salty citrus, chocolate salty. Obviously, they're all, they all have salt, they all have sodium, a half a teaspoon. It has the magnesium, potassium you need as well. And literally, this is the off switch to hunger. And they're giving us a free box of these electrolytes. It's a $45 value. When you use um, the following URL, you have to order the value bundle. So scroll to the bottom of this link. But here's the link. Let me give it to you right now. It's drinkelement.com forward slash Jorge. Let me spell the URL. It's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash J-O-R-G-E. Go to that site and check it out, guys. You can customize these value bundles too. They have chocolate, one of my favorites. It's probably, it tastes like Ovaltine. It's so good. I was with a dear friend of mine who had his 65th birthday this weekend. Uh, Richard is his name, and he loved it. And it's important to love what you like, and that way you can try these varieties. So check it out, guys. Chocolate is probably the most popular. Check it out. 
We're also brought to you by Julian Bakery. Julian Bakery makes the most delicious um, candies, shall we say, chocolate, brownies, cookies, and even bread. But they're sweet without the sugar, and they're super healthy. Check them out at julianbakery.com. Enter in Jorge Cruz as a coupon code at checkout, and you get 10% off for listeners of the show. You can order anything. And we're also brought to you by my website, the ZeroHungerPlan.com site. Check it out. We're launching next month. Uh, but you can sign up for today's newsletter. Uh, it comes out every Sunday. You get all the show notes. You get everything delivered to your email once a week. Go to Zero, Z-E-R-O, ZeroHungerPlan.com and sign up for that. And also get on a wait list for the free coaching session and the launch of the new membership site coming out April 11th. It'll actually come out a week beforehand. So that's it, guys. If you guys are ready to start the show, I sure am. Uh, get ready to meet a woman who will inspire you to lose 100 pounds if you have 100 pounds to lose or even 20 pounds. Sandy Rosser, she's on the show today, guys. Let's get started right now. Well, happy Sunday. It's a very special podcast. I'm so excited you're uh, listening to the show today. Uh, as you may have known, last month, I was um, so honored and, and so excited for one of my clients. Her name is Sandy. Uh, she was featured on the cover of a national magazine called Woman's World, because that's a six million women in every grocery store in America uh, and, and Canada. And uh, she lost 93 pounds. And joining me on the show to give us an update is Sandy, who has now, she has a big reveal. Sandy, are you there? First, say hi. Hi, everybody. How are you, Sandy? Tell them where you're watching from for the podcast. And you have some news for us because show them the cover, if you don't mind, from last month. This is the cover. That's yeah. me with my 93 pound loss. I so love I hope it. you got this. And, and what's the I'm news? Drum roll. Fa- I'm watching from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Drum roll. Ready? I have now, since the magazine was released, lost another seven pounds, which means I have lost a hundred pounds. Whoa, everyone, round of applause for Sandy. One hundred pounds gone. Like you've dropped gone. that weight. Zero hunger. Never pounds. to yeah. return. So I think this show is really special if you're listening right now, because if you have more than 50 pounds and you're at the, the, the hundred mark, you know, over 90 pounds now, Sandy, you, you have an incredible story and I can't thank you enough for being here to update us on this incredible, uh, I mean, you know, most people, when they lose weight, they lose weight and gain it back a month later. So you lost more weight. Uh, I think you're going to share with us your story though, of where you were, get yes. that picture inside the magazine, show them that. Let's start with that and tell them about a little bit of your story of how you struggled with weight. But what was your heaviest? Show them that picture there. This was my heaviest. I was at Disney World with my granddaughter and I was at 247 pounds. And as far as I know, that was my heaviest because I'm, I may have weighed more than that. I just, that was the highest ever recorded. 247 was the highest ever recorded at a doctor's office. Wow. So take us back to Disney World, was it, or Disneyland? Disney World in Florida. So we were there at Disney World. What was your life back then, uh, a typical day in the life in that year or in that time period when you were 200 and, what was the number again? 247. What was it like? Because I know you had a little secret addiction to sugar, ice cream, you had a drawer. And, and then let's talk about, because, you know, I did a show earlier this week about sugar addiction. You saw it, right, Sandy? Yes. And I tell everyone that's listening right now, it's not our fault. I was a sugar addict too, as a little kid. And whenever there's, a, there's stress in our life, we are programmed to try to seek out a way to feel better. And as luck would have it, sugar and carbohydrates change our insulin level by serotonin and dopamine, by the sugar in the food. So we feel good. So we get like a high, almost like a narcotic high. And I tell people it's not our fault. So maybe you can share a little bit about that because you have 10 tips you're going to share with everyone about uh, really about how you know if you're a sugar addict or any one of these kind of things, right, Sandy, that you've come up with? Yes. Being Um, I would say a a former sugar addict, right? Yes. Um, Still a sugar addict. I just know how to control it a little better now. Good. 
Good. And then we'll end with Vito Mindsandy, your typical day in the life, because I think everyone watching wants to know, sure. what do you eat to lose 100 pounds? And then, you know, because you do zero hunger, how do you create a, a zero hunger window of 23 hours? Because that's what we do with the zero hunger plan, guys. If you're, if you're listening, uh, our zero hunger plan, you can get more information at zerohungerplan.com always, um, is really all about turning off your hunger, right? And so you'll share with us your typical day, please, Sandy. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. Well, take us back to that picture. Show us one last time, and then I'm going to let you talk, please, about your life back then. And I think it's super relatable, Sandy, because at 247 pounds. Wow. Let's see. Can you see that? Yes. That was me. I remember exactly where we were. This We were all in Tomorrowland on the People Mover. And I was sitting on one side. Uh, my granddaughter, Jocelyn, was in my lap. My son snapped this picture, which is really unusual because I don't have a lot of pictures from when I was at my heaviest. Um, I offered to take pictures. I did not, I did not want to be included in pictures um, because I already, I felt, I felt bad about how I looked. I did not feel, I did not feel my best. Um, I remember at Disney World, I was using a walker, a cane, and a and we rented a scooter because 30 years ago I injured my back. It eventually caused me to have to stop teaching in public school. I was a public school teacher and I loved it. Um, I had to medically retire and I spent many, many years um, trying to decrease the pain. Um, uh, when I was first diagnosed, I went to, to a clinic and they prescribed a bunch of narcotic pain medicine for me. I finally found a pain specialist that said, in my opinion, you are way over medicated. We need to get you off of the narcotic pain medicine and find a better regimen for you. And I probably, I probably was about 200 pounds about that time. Um, but after I came off the narcotic pain medicine, I substituted um, the feeling better that narcotic medicine gave me with sugar. And it, um, it calmed me. It made me feel better for at least a little while. And I became a full-blown sugar addict. Wow. And, and That's I think where I was at in 2015. I also went to 2015. So six years ago, right, Sandy? Yes. Wow. And tell everyone, because I know you don't mind, share with us, please. It's on the cover of the magazine, I think, how, uh, what your birthday, how young you are. I am 58. I will be 59 in April. So back then, though, when you were doing the walker, the cane, what else was it you were using? And I had a, we rented a scooter at um, Disney World, a motorized scooter. You were only two years older than me, right? You're 52? 52 or 53. Whoa. I mean, when was the last time you used any of those things, right, Sandy? <laughs> not, not in three years, at least. Wow. Years. So, I mean, give us a story from back then, because I know you've got one about ice cream, because I think it's relatable, because you, you were a girl that didn't just like a pint of ice cream. Tell us oh, a little bit of that. And, and I think there was a story you shared with me once about Halloween and your kids, and just maybe one or two stories, if you would, because I think... Oh, I mean, I can, I can relate to this. I, for me, I didn't have to hide eating sugar because my grandma made me eat what she made and I was overweight and she encouraged it. For you, you, I mean, no one encouraged you to be overweight, right, Sandy? No. No, no. This was, it was all my idea. <laughs> yeah, um, well, go um, ahead. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell some things and I hope if you recognize yourself in any of my stories, you will... Think about what we're saying about how what how I use the zero hunger plan and the zero hunger water to overcome this. And I hope you will drastic make a drastic change in your life and implement that because I'm going to my very favorite, my most favorite thing in the whole world is ice cream. I was an ice cream aholic. And my very favorite kind was the caramel vanilla gelato by Breyers. And I would not buy one. 
I would buy eight or 10 half gallons and I would stuff them in my outdoor freezer and they were mine. Nobody else got to eat those. And I would, I think the most I ever ate in a single sitting was one night when I was by myself and it was very late at night and the kids were in bed and my husband was in bed and I'm pretty sure I ate five half gallons in one sitting. Wow. So that's, is that, what's that come out to? How much total? Um, well, five half gallons is two and a half gallons of ice cream. In one night? In one side. Now, I took my time. It, was, it took me about three hours to do that. But that means I was up watching TV and doing nothing but eating ice cream and watching TV till about three o'clock in the morning. Holy smokes, Sandy. So you're late night. I mean, this is everyone is out. They were sleeping, yes. right? Did they Absolutely. even know this was going on? And um, I would, to cover that up, because at that particular time, uh, Kelly would go with me grocery shopping. And um, when I would have a binge like that, I would make sure that I would go back to the grocery store by myself and repurchase the, a larger amount and put it back. So when he looked in the freezer, he could not tell that I ate the five half gallons of ice cream. Whoa. It was all were... subterfuge. It was smoke and mirrors. I hid a lot of what I ate from everybody. Whoa. Well, I mean, now tell us the story of how your kids did know about it because what happened during Halloween? They, 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 well, they no, didn't hide it from them. You didn't replace their candy, right? No, they... I did not. Um, <laughs> um, you know, in the South, we have something called the mom tax, where after you take your kids um, uh, trick-or-treating, you get to choose things from their buckets that you like, and that's the mom tax. Uh, it's just a joke. But um, I remember one night after um i guess my daughter was really young my boys were probably 11 or 12 it was one of the last times they went trick-or-treating um after everybody was in bed i went into their rooms i raided their baskets i chose what i wanted which is mostly what they wanted too out of all three children's halloween baskets and i ate it and i stuffed the wrappers in the bottom of the trash can. But my kids figured it out. My kids knew it was not them. They knew it was not their dad. They knew it was not me. And my oldest said, mom, we just can't trust you with our Halloween candy. Wow. I mean, did you tell them it was you? Did you admit or how did you? Yeah, I eventually admitted. I said, I said, I'll, I'll replace it. I don't think I replaced it. I don't remember replacing it. I just remember that the not trusting me, that's, that's, it started. And after that, there's a little, if you, if you ever had ding-dongs or um, zingers or Twinkies in other parts of the country, in the South, we have a company called The Little Debbie. After that incident at Halloween, I started buying two Little Debbie stashes. I would buy for the kids, and they would have a spot, and I would buy for me, and I would hide it in a drawer. That way, no child of mine could take out a Little Debbie box to get a cake and say, oh, my God, Mom, you ate all the Little Debbie cakes, because I had my own stash. So that was a private stash that nobody knew. It was Little Debbie Cakes, uh, Snickers, Three Musketeer, and Milky Way bars because those were my items of choice. Wow. And um, I had my own secret stash, and I did that because I never wanted to feel like I felt on that Halloween with my child saying, my gosh, Mom, you you ate all of our stuff. Because I was, I was embarrassed, but it did not stop me. It did not deter me from doing what well, I was doing. And I think what we need to share now, Sandy, because I know your story, 
is how this all actually made sense. I know it doesn't sound like it made sense. It sounds like you're a sugar addict and you're crazy. But and and that Absolutely, you had back, because you know, and I think crazy. we blamed it or you blamed it the whole time on your back. And which which I would say, oh, it makes sense. She has back pain. So and we all know sugar acts like a narcotic and it really can remove pain. I mean, it makes you feel good. It gives you a okay. high. It's, We're I mean, we're talk about about that. But before we get into how sugar is like cocaine or heroin or all these narcotics, tell them what you discovered when you really went inside and you thought about what happened back then, uh, back when your back got hurt, because something your husband shared with you gave you like an, like an Oprah aha moment about what really, yes. why you were sad. And, and what's the word you would say on the inside? Obviously, you had pain. But was there a word for this kind of pain you had? You, you well, it, was a, it was an emotional pain. I blamed it on the physical pain, but it was really more of an emotional pain that I found out that I was feeding. Um, I want to say that our kids are adopted. All three kids are adopted. We love how we became a family. Um, I love them as if I had carried them in my body. Um, I always tell them I carried them in my heart. But for the longest time, I was very angry at my back. And I was very angry at our infertility because we were an infertile couple and we could not have biological children. And I was very angry and I, I would blame it on my back. I would blame it on social services. I would blame it on God. God got a lot of the blame. Um, but I had a really aha moment with my husband. He goes, it's okay to be angry with me because you're angry. You, let's face it. You were angry with me a little bit. Um, when we were infertile, part of our infertility was the fact that his, he had a very low sperm count and we even considered doing donor sperm to get me pregnant. Um, that we eventually decided against that after three or four um, rounds. And Kelly said, it's okay. You can, you can say you are angry with me because the one thing you had wanted more than anything in your life was to be a mom. And now boom, you're not no longer teaching school and boom, we can't have children. It's okay to say that you are angry with me. Wow, what an aha moment. I mean, and he brought this up too, Sandy. Were you even aware of this? No, because I would never have hurt his feelings like that. Um, it was not his fault. It was not his fault that his sperm count was not part of our um, bi making of biological children. But I kind of owned up to that anger and then let that anger go. And when I started releasing that anger and accepting some other things about my life, the hold on that sugar had on me kind of got released too, because my doctor has said, wow. you know, that beautiful granddaughter you have, you keep on, you keep on your, my cholesterol was something like 373. And my triglycerides were over 200. She said, you keep on doing this. And she said, you will not live to see her graduate high school. She said, you are going to have a heart attack and die. Wow. Literally, it was a death sentence. Yes. It was that bad. My blood pressure was always, always out of control. It was like, it, I remember it was so high one time. Um, it was like 190 over 110. They don't let you leave the doctor's office at with, with it 190 over 110. They called my husband to come and get me from the doctor's office because they were, they were afraid that I would stroke out on the drive home. That is dangerously high. And my blood pressure stayed there a lot. Wow. That's incredible, Sandy. I feel like it's such like an awakening. And once you knew that, I mean, would you say for anyone that's listening, if you can ever uncoil that and kind of look into it, I mean, it's hard to do. I mean, it, it took, I think we did a bit of a process in one of our meetings, right? The zero hunger meeting. Absolutely. And that helped kind of do that. And that's what we do on Sunday nights with all clients. And for anyone that's yes. listening, that's going to be opening up in April. We're super excited about that. Sandy's going to be helping coordinate a lot of the meetings for me. So I'm super excited you're helping us with that. But 
I would say that for you was like a, a weight of sorts, not a physical weight removed, but how would you describe it? I would say that it rewired my brain. Um, as much as removing the sugar from my diet physically rewired my brain, this emotionally rewired my brain and it rewired my heart. Um, I can tell you that since this is all bubbled up to the surface and we've discussed it, um, we have had, we've always had a really great relationship. We're very, Kelly was the first boy that ever kissed me. He was the first person I ever really fell in love with. Um, we were kind of like high school sweethearts that didn't get married after high school, but we found each other after high school again. And it was just always one of these great, I think we have a great love story. In fact, we gross wow. our children out all the time and they'll go, Oh, get a room, get a room. Wow. But we're, very, we're very close, but I would say in the last year, our connection has been so much stronger now so much more wonderful because I have been able to take a wall down inside of me and completely open up and share everything with him. So not that my marriage was bad, but my my marriage is like a million times better now. And it was wow. really great before and I loved him, but I, I love him so much more now because He's one of these people that supports me in any and everything that I do. I mean, even to the point where at, at, the, at the worst of my addiction, if I was out of ice cream and it was 11 o'clock at night and I would go, man, I would really wish I had some ice cream. Kelly Rosser would get in a car, drive to an open um, grocery store and bring me back a gallon of ice cream. Well, that is love. That is true love. And he loved you more than, than uh, he knew that was probably hurting you. And now he supports what you do because how has, take us how your life has changed some of the benefits because obviously uh, there've been in the beginning, I think we talked about it in the magazine. It says drop two pounds each day. You did that. You've now yes. dropped a hundred pounds. Yes. What are the other benefits beyond weight for you? I know things with your husband are better. You've talked about this openly, so I don't want to pry, but you know what I mean? There are things that in your personal life have improved, but tell us everything that give us a couple of things of how your life has improved. And then let's get into your average day, because I think that's how we got to really share with people what they can do listening tonight, today on this Sunday, what they can do. Well, let me tell you about the medication I no longer take. It starts with that, right? No more. And that's cholesterol, no cholesterol medication. No cholesterol meds, right? And that was on two, two different kinds. I'm off of those. I was on two different medications for blood pressure. I'm off of those. I have tried, I can't, I don't, I can't even tell you how many different types of um, antidepressant medications I was on, including at one point lithium in my life, because I was beginning to think I was um, bipolar um, in how I acted. Um, I've seen a psychologist. I've seen a psychiatrist. Um, I'm off of all of those. I had to take a medicine to wake up and a medicine to go to sleep. I'm completely off of those. Um, so the, and I used to take way more back medicine, narcotic back medicine than I do now. I take it minimally and um, I love my pain management doctor. She'll go, are you sure you're okay? And I have to, I have to reaffirm to her, yes, I am okay. Yes, I don't need this. Yes, I'm much better off um, like I am now. Wow, that, that's huge, huge. And for the women out there that uh, want to make sure the intimacy with their husband stay, stays alive, tell us about the libido, because I know that's a key word that you've brought up to me. Absolutely. Um, when I was on all the medication, including the back pain, um, and the antidepressants, I lost my sex drive. And now at 58, I have the sex drive again that I had when I was in my twenties. And I'm not ashamed of that because I love my husband and he is so thrilled that everything is 
back to the old Sandy again. It's the Sandy that I used to be before I hurt my back, before I gained the weight, before I really became a sugar addict because I was not always large. In fact, I was very, very thin in high school. Um, and up until the time I injured my back, uh, the weight only came after I injured my back, after I stopped being able to move and um, participate in life like anybody else uh, would do without pain, uh, without all those medications, because that just contributed to me not wanting to do anything and then not absolutely not doing anything. Hey, it's Jorge, and I just wanted to interrupt the show just for a moment to invite you to head on over and sign up for my Zero Hunger email that'll give you each day a simple what to eat to get radical control over your sugar, carb, and salty snack food cravings. And if this is something you want to conquer and make a lifestyle, the newsletter is important. It will really give you tools every day to keep building that momentum to create a lifestyle where you're in control of sugar and carbs. So if that sounds good, check it out. Simply go to zerohungerplan.com. I'll spell it for you. It's with a Z, Z-E-R-O, zerohungerplan.com, and it's all free. I'll see you there. Let's get back to the show. But eating. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Well, let's talk about eating uh, because you do what we call a 23 1 right. uh, for the most part, which means you do a zero hunger window for 23 hours, otherwise known as a fasting window. Uh, so for 23 hours. So maybe start with how and what your day is like when you wake up because you don't eat in the beginning. You eat, what do you typically eat since we're going to talk about that as well? More like when's your I meal? usually eat between five and six and there's a reason for that and i'll tell you that but okay. um and this is called omad tell everyone about omad right sandy it's an acronym right. omad stands for one meal a day now there are some days that i have what i call a hungry day and i might have a snack and a full meal or i might even have two full meals um i have learned to listen to my body i know when it's hungry i know when it's bored. I know when it's anxious and I can tell the difference between real hunger, anxious hunger, boredom hunger, and any other kind of hunger that's not real hunger. Yeah. So yep. that's the first thing that this has done for me. But that's every cool. morning I wake up and I start with 32 ounces of zero hunger water. And that's 32 ounces of water. And it's a mix of sodium, magnesium and potassium. It's about half a teaspoon. Every 32 ounces is half a teaspoon of, um, I use Redmond salt, and then about 200 milligrams of potassium chloride and about 60 milligrams of magnesium um, malate or magnesium glycinate. Either of those are fine. Um, I stay away from magnesium citrate because it can give you disaster pants. It, it yeah. has a laxative effect. You don't want that. Also, and for anyone, for anyone listening or watching, if this is a clip we're showing, show them the cover or the inside of Women's World because the the Women's World magazine actually gave the recipe, so you guys can make this at home today. We'll include it in the show notes. But uh, read read us through the three ingredients there, and you guys can take your screenshot, or better yet. You just get the show notes uh, from the, the podcast. But go, and this is episode 120, I think, right, Sandy? Right. Yep. All right. Um, go ahead. Tell use, us what it says there. Now, this is how I make mine because I don't do half a teaspoon every time. And no, I no, you make it in bulk. You make it in bulk, a, right? This is enough that will last me about seven days. Will you hold so, it up to the camera so that we can see it while you, while you walk through it? There you go. It's half a cup of pink salt and this is Himalayan salt, but I like Redmond salt. As long as you use a pure source for your salt, you're good. Just don't use anything that's, um, some sea salts um, are contaminated with plastics and mercury and you don't want to put anything in your body that is not natural. Good. And then uh, we use one and three quarters teaspoon potassium um, chloride. And we use a half a teaspoon of magnesium malate or magnesium glycinate. Now yes. I take those and I put them in a jar with a lid and I shake all the ingredients together and I use a big 
rounded scoopful, a rounded half teaspoon. So that's a little over the top, not flat, but it's a little rounded teaspoon. And I put it in 32 ounces of water. And this, this water happens to be over ice, but sometimes I chill it in regular 32 ounce water bottles and stick it in the refrigerator because it does not really stay around long. I, I try to get my first 32 ounces in the first half hour I'm awake, which is about six o'clock. And, and I know people listening are thinking, you're crazy. What is this salty water you're drinking? Because it's going to give you high blood pressure. What would you tell anyone right now that is scared of salt, Sandy? You've learned a lot in the last few months. Absolutely. Give a mini, a mini, a mini. Salt is not the problem. Salt plus sugar plus refined carbs is the problem. If you remove the sugar, if you remove your, remove your refined carbs... Actually, we're deficient in salt. And part of the reason that we crave, crave the sugar and the refined carbs is because our body needs more salt. We add the sodium back in, it balances us out, and the cravings stop. That's amazing, Sandy. No, I, I agree. And, you know, we, we did a lot of this. I did it on the podcast here. Um, do you happen to remember the episode number with, with um, Dr. James D. Nikolai Antonio? the mineral fix and the salt fix. He has been a guest on our show a few times and he is really, how would you describe Dr. Nikolai Antonio, the expert, the salt man, right? I mean, he really Absolutely. Is. The salt man, the mineral expert, um, his latest book, The Mineral Fix, really addresses how we can, we can avoid a lot of diseases by simply getting the right minerals back in our body. We are we as human beings are severely mineral deficient and it creates a host of problems from disease to hunger that's out of control. It's just amazing what happens to our bodies when we absolutely give it what, give it what it needs. My body has been so out of whack for so long um, that by simply adding the minerals back in, I have given my body balance again and I feel good. I know that I know that I'll be 59 in April, but I actually feel 29. I love that Sandy. It's so good. And I think, and I found the episode, it's episode 118 with Dr. James, the newest one about changing your fuel and stop the cravings. I think we called it. And the and first I, one I believe is 99. 99, in episode 99. So Dr. James D. Nicolai Antonio is the author of a, the book. The original book was called The Salt Fix. Yes. Brilliant work, guys. All this is based on that. That's how I created this drink. And Sandy, you've been using it now for many, many months. And I can tell you, I mean, I've seen in you the steady energy. You work out in a fasted state, what we call in a zero yes. hunger window. You tap into more stored fat. A lot of people think, oh my gosh, I need orange juice. I need, a, I need sugar before I work out or I'll pass out. For anyone that's scared that if they don't eat, they're literally going to be in a car and they're going to like just pass out. Literally, they're going to kill no. themselves. Absolutely does the, not. Does the zero hunger water do those two things? Does it give you the sustainability to stay awake energy, if you will? And does it really take away the hunger? Because I think that's the biggest concern. Does it really give you zero hunger, Sandy? Oh, my goodness. Now, this has been the, I have friends, and I love them all. But they'll send me private messages and say, I saw you in Women's, women's, Mag women's World. And I'll go, yay, thank you. And they'll go, okay, now tell me the real secret. I'll go, the real secret? Yeah, it can't be the water. Yes, it's the water. It's absolutely the water. It's the water. It's the one meal a day. It's the exercising in a fasted state. It's all of those things. It's a lifestyle, right, right Sandy? Yes. And I feel like that's how this works. Is a lot of people like, well, how do long do you do it for? You get to your goal and then you stop. And I think I was recently on the doctors. You knew about that. And I think we talked about that metaphor. Do you want to share the metaphor about housekeeping? Because I think a lot of people say, well, what happens if I don't want to do it every day? I want to take a Friday off or a Saturday. And I always use the metaphor of, of having housekeeping come into your house or like a, a fancy hotel, right? What, would you share that metaphor, right? If you, if you are in a fancy hotel, what, what, what is the amenity that you love the most? The amenity that I love the most is that every day the staff comes in, they clean, I have fresh towels, they make my bed, 
and my room looks nice. Um, what happens if that does not happen in a hotel room? Well, um, the bed stays unmade because I'm not a big bed maker. Um, the bathroom gets littered with dirty towels. You cannot, you cannot clean your house for two weeks and expect it to stay that way for the rest of your life. You have to do it on a regular basis. And that's what I do. This is an everyday thing for me. It's not something for right now. It's for the rest of my life. It is sustainable. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's a great metaphor because I feel like we all get that housekeeping. I mean, whether it's, it's also like working out and wanting to have good muscle, you think Absolutely. going to the gym once is how you make the biceps strong or the butt strong or the calves, but it's a lot, it's, it's, it's an everyday thing. You know, people are like, well, how long do you have to work out for? For as long as you want to keep your body looking, you know, beautiful. How long do you want to keep your house clean? Well, uh, or how often do you want to keep your house or room clean? Well, as often as you want it to be clean, you know? And so people can do this plan on a regular basis. And if you have that high level of aesthetic and you want to look I mean, look at you. You're 100 pounds down, Sandy. This is incredible. I mean, do you ever feel like you're going to go back to what the magazine said, 93 pounds? That's a nice seven-pound window. Or do you feel like you're there for now? Or what, what would be your tip for people about like letting their guard down? Like, when do you do it? Special occasions. And then tell us about when you do eat for that hour. Tell us, let's end with this. What do you eat? Do I never put sugar between my lips? No, I can't say that. Um, do I never eat a refined carbs? No, I can't say that. Because we have this little, great little Mexican place that's near us, Mikasita's. And when I go to Mikasita, when I decide to indulge by once or twice a month, I choose there because they have great homemade tortillas. Um, uh, but I don't do it every day. I don't do it three times a week. I don't even do it once a week. I do it occasionally. Do I ever have real ice cream? Yes, but real ice cream does not stay at my house. I go out for real ice cream. I eat it there and I do not bring it home with me. Um, my granddaughter now um, will be somewhere. We'll be looking at something. She'll go, that's not on your diet. That's not on your diet. That's not on your diet. And you know what? She's not being ugly about it because she's heard me say, nope, 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 not on my diet, not worth the calories, not worth the pain in, in the neck, sugar rush that I'm going to get after. I really decide, is this worth um, spending my calories on? Is it worth um, the change that my body might feel? Um in the things that I keep it from. Uh, uh, I try not to eat gluten. I have a terrible reaction to gluten. I did not know that. I have a terrible reaction to gluten. I have a terrible reaction to legumes, to most seeds, and to corn. Yeah, I did I not know that. Things. I did not know that. And I have to balance out is, are those corn chips worth having enough so that I might be in a little extra pain tomorrow? Sometimes the answer is yes, and, but most of the time the answer is no. Yeah. Because yeah. I well, would share just with find us in particular, else. Yeah, share with us some of your favorite meals. Like, let's get really specific of what you eat on a typical day, please. Well, we had one of my favorite meals last night. I had a nice, thick ribeye. Yeah. With a side of um, yellow and zucchini squash mixed with onions, um, pan fried. Um, and that was all I ate last night with a little bit. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I, when I say I don't eat real ice cream, there are some brands of ice cream that are made with plant-based sweeteners that are not bad. I had half a cup of a brand of ice cream called Rebel last night that to me was just as good as the caramel gelato from Byers. Yeah. And there was zero added sugar in it. And what's that brand called again? It's Rebel, Rebel Ice Cream. We'll put that um, in the show notes for you guys. Yes, uh, Rebel brand, Nick's 
ice cream, also made with plant-based um, sweeteners. Um, it's, I know people have heard of Halo. Halo is made with plant-based sweeteners. There is a recipe made with appropriate sweeteners for almost every sweet treat that you can buy in a store. You just have to make it yourself or you have to find a good company like Julian Bakery who makes great chocolates and um, great baked goods that are made with high, um, high quality ingredients and no real sugar. All um, monk fruit, stevia, erythritol based sweeteners that are plant-based and will not break your fast. They will not cause sugar cravings. It's, you can find substitutes. You just have to look for them. And don't waste, don't eat anything that doesn't taste good. Just because it says it's no sugar added. And if it doesn't taste good, don't eat it again. We, um, one of the, our very favorite things at my house is I use chicken and we make something called jalapeno popper chicken. It's made with cream cheese and cheddar cheese and uh, jalapenos. And I, I do not bread the chicken and we don't miss the breading. And we have substituted real pasta for spaghetti squash pasta, for um, zucchinis, um, for zoodles, or a, um, something that's uh, palm heart noodles. You can get lasagna noodles or angel hair pasta or the linguina, linguini uh, yeah. made by Palmini. And it's, very good. Oh, and I love Palmini. We mentioned them in one of my past books. Let's make sure we add that to the show notes. We'll do that. Yes. And uh, there's Miracle Noodles that are really good. And there are a lot of great substitutes that literally have zero sugar and carbs. Absolutely. And great options. Uh, so, so give us your top three meals right now, Sandy, and then we'll include them in the show notes so people can maybe get the recipes. And then if you have any tips for any sugar addicts out there, do you want to go, can you get, can you get through the at least the first five of your 10 sure. sugar addicts? Um, sure. and then they can read the rest in the newsletter. I'm sure okay. take us through that. And then we'll wrap up as we're, you know, I don't want to take all your time. And I feel like I want people to subscribe to our newsletter so they can get all Absolutely. this in an email so and get it as an email today. Well, I love a ribeye. Um, have, we have a great little butcher shop here. We have great um, independent um, uh, cattle farmers here that you can get good um, beef at a pretty great price. Um, I love a, a, the ribeye and the zucchini. Do you ever I get them at Costco still or no? Because I get mine usually at Costco. What do you think? Well, we live, we live far enough away from Costco that I usually just get dry goods and jarred goods at Costco. But we have a great um, butcher shop near our home where we get great cuts at great prices. Great, great. All right, so ribeyes. So, what else, Sandy? Give us some more ideas. I love the jalapeno popper chicken. It's very yummy and you can eat it over zoodles and it, it's, it's so decadent and it does not taste like you are. I do. Do you mind if we share that recipe, Sandy? Let's share it. I will be more than happy to share it with do you. That. We'll it's do it in the newsletter for you guys. Yep. And then what's a and third meal third you love? One, this is crazy. That you're going to think this is crazy, but plain old meatloaf. Meatloaf. Um, Meatloaf with a side of um, with zucchini or with a side salad. We love uh, love meatloaf. It's one of our very favorite meals, and we can use it as just a, a slice of meatloaf, or we can use um, low carb bread. Or um, I, I make a low carb cheese biscuit, kind of like the Cheddar Bay biscuits at um, Red Lobster. And we stick that piece of meatloaf but in that cheddar bay biscuit. And it's like a cheddar uh, meatloaf sandwich. It's wow. It's, it's delicious. All right, we we'll include suffer. that too. Let's let's include all three recipes, please, Sandy. We do not suffer at the Rosser House. Good. No, I don't think you should. And and um, what are your tips? Give us those first five, or can you, I mean as many as you can share here in the next few minutes, and then we'll wrap up and. Again, guys, all this will be at zerohungerplan.com and you can sign up for it so you can get an email to you and get everything. And it's also be, it will be in the show notes for this under Apple right. Podcasts 
in Spotify and Google. But go ahead, Sandy. Your I best five or ten, ten. Uh, ten signs to uh, if you're a sugar addict. All right, let's um, let's wrap up five. with this. I'm guys. only going to get five. I'm only going to get five. You have to read the newsletter to get the other five. Okay. okay. Do you eat sweets even when you're not particularly hungry for them? Me, me. That's a um, Do you experience withdrawal symptoms when you can't get sugary snacks uh, to the point of th that maybe you even eat a teaspoon of sugar by itself out of the out of the container to get the sugar fix? I used to do that, Sandy. I remember doing that as a kid. No snacks in the house. Get you grab a spoon and have some sugar. Uh, another one is: Have you ever purged after a sugar binge, either because you felt guilty and you did it on purpose, or did you eat so much during the sugar binge that you, it actually made you sick to your stomach? If that's happened to you, you are probably a sugar addict. Um. Do you go out of your way to eat sweets? Do you get out of bed in the middle of the night? I used the thing that I, and I used to make it a joke. I used to say, oh, that pound cake is calling my name at 3 a.m. in the morning. Do you get out of bed to go eat something sweet? Or now we don't live near a Dairy Queen, which is a Southern um, ice cream shop that has very yummy ice cream treats. We live about 20 miles away from a Dairy Queen. Do you make a do you make pit stops as you drive out of your way so that you can get a treat that you want, even though it's not anywhere close to where you live? But my big thing was I would get out of bed at night to eat something sweet. Wow. You may be a sugar addict if you do that. Um, do you have do you suffer adverse consequences, but yet they don't affect uh, how your sweet tooth uh, handles? In other words, did my kids tell me they didn't trust me around their um, Halloween candy make me feel bad? Not enough not to do it again. Um, do you keep sugary treats in your purse or in your car for when you travel, even though it just might be to the grocery store and back? I did that. And this was my big one. Do you lie or hide your sugary foods? I had my own treat drawer. The kids did not even know it existed until I told them about it as adults. Um, they had their treats, but I would not, I guess, I guess I did not want them to say, mom, you ate every last little Debbie cake. So what I did is I bought th their stash and I bought my stash. So nobody would ever know the depth of my sugar addiction. Wow. And that was so for how many years, Debbie? How if many years was it? Yes, any of those, you're probably a sugar addict. 100%, Sandy. And there's even more. We'll include that in the newsletter. And yes. This went on for how many years, Sandy, again, for everyone watching and listening? Well, I injured my back in 1988, and this probably started happening to me in 1990, 1992. I started using sugar to soothe my soul. To I, I used to think that it made my, me hurt less. Um, when it did, it works. And, and again, I mean, it's not your fault, Sandy, and you know that. I, I'll say yes, this. Sure. And we know it, it, it triggers the brain response the same as, I mean, I don't want to be dramatic here, like a narcotic, like heroin, because I know that seems excessive or cocaine, but you've seen those images in the brain of how it lights it up as if it were Absolutely. heroin. And I know you would never have done heroin. No, but I was given narcotic pain medicine after I injured my back. And that's another sign. You may be um, cross-sensitive. Uh, if you've ever, ever had an addiction, if you have an addiction, addictive personality to drugs or activities, um, or if you've had disordered eating like anorexia or bulimia, you can substitute those activities with a sugar addiction to get that high. Yeah, 100%. Well, Sandy, I don't know what else to say, but I just say you're an inspiration. You are a superstar. You are, you're a cover girl now. And I feel like I'm just, I feel so blessed to have you in our zero hunger community, our revolution. And for anyone that thinks this is 
like out there, but they think, well, maybe I could try it. What would you tell someone right now listening to us, Sandy, that's on the cusp that they're thinking, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I can relate to Sandy. I'm Sandy. Uh, but if they're not like ready to do it, what would you tell them to give them a little extra push to do it today, to go to zerohungerplan.com and sign up. We're starting, I believe April 11th is when we have our first big uh, kickoff again, but you can sign up a week early and get there right now and get the newsletter immediately, this newsletter, zerohungerplan.com. But if they're thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to go to that website and I don't know if I'm ready to do this. This sounds extreme, this OMAD, this one meal a day. I like my sugar. I mean, what would you tell that one person right now if we got their ear right now, Sandy? Martin Luther King has a great quote. He said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. My thing is, okay, maybe you don't want to try OMAD right away. I'm going to tell you, I didn't go from where I was to eating one meal a day. I had to work up to it. My, my thing is, we're, we've given you the recipe for the zero hunger water. It's free. You can get, and we'll make sure that the, in the newsletter, we'll make sure that the links to the, um, to the ingredients right. are from Amazon are in that, are in the newsletter so that all you have to do is click on it and purchase them. Make a week's worth. Do it for a week. I have three to four, and sometimes I have even more. Depends on, like last summer, I was doing, I was walking 5Ks, and I did a 10K, and I think the day I did a 10K, I think I had seven 32-ounce bottles of water, but um, at least three or four a day. I start out in the morning. I used to always start with coffee. Now I start with water. I have a couple of bottles of water. I have coffee about 11 a.m. About 2 a.m. I have another bottle of water. About four, uh, 2 p.m. I have a, a bottle of water. About 4 p.m. I have another bottle of water. And then at 5 o'clock, we're ready. We eat early. We try to eat before the sun goes down because um, if you eat with your circadian rhythm, it, hel it helps with cravings as well. So I try to eat before the sun goes down and um, so that I don't overeat at night. Because if I'll go ahead and, and have that meal before about 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m., I don't have cravings at night. And my cravings at night used to be, that used to be the worst time for me because I would get out of bed to eat. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, Sandy, I think this is such an important interview. I hope we can share this with everyone that's not just listening and their loved ones, but I hope we'll share it with, um, you know, I'm going to be on a show called The Doctors soon, and I'm going to ask them to share this interview on their website. It's on CBS. I just filmed it uh, today being Sunday on Friday, just two days ago. We don't have an air date yet, guys, but we're going to talk about OMAD. We're going to talk about how this can change your life. Uh, we're going to have Jason Fung on the show with the doctors, and this is a national show on CBS. So this is becoming something that I think is the time has come, right? This good idea, this idea that we're going back to our, you know, I, I told the doctors that this is really about us going back to our ancestral blueprint, right? Absolutely. About paleolithic health, ancient man did not have uh, three meals a day, let alone eight, eight every three hours. They would hunt, they would gather, they would eat once a day, usually around a fire and eat it with their tribe, their family, their community. And we're just mimicking that, you know, and, you know, Jason Fung, as we hopefully all have heard on the podcast, he was on, if I look down here on episode 114, we'll talk about why intermittent fasting and OMAD in particular is not an eating disorder. A lot of people like to poo-poo it, but we know better. So I think, you know, as we wrap up, Sandy, and with the thought you want to you want to inspire everyone with right now, because I think we got them to go to zerohungerplan.com, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get all this uh, either today, and if you don't get it today, we'll make sure it's on the on the website if it's after uh, today's show. But um, take it away, Sandy. What would you end with? Uh, whatever thought. I know you've got some great quotes. You've got some great uh, wisdom. Uh, share your thought to give people. I think what I would call the think fit. You know. 
We believe in our house, we believe in the power of yet, which means we don't know things yet, but we're going to learn them. If you are where I was, 100 pounds, 50 pounds, 30, 20, 10, no matter how much you have to lose, you're not there yet, but you will be. And like Dr. King says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. And the first step is zero hunger water. It will help you gain control, radical control over your hunger cravings. It will make a difference. It will allow you to go a, a while between eating. You may get to OMAD faster than you think. You, you just haven't done it yet. Amen. I feel like being Sunday, you know, I used to go to church, Catholic church with my mom for years. And, you know, um, I still have faith in a higher power, uh, you know, some sort of connection to a source that gives us that power to, to have faith and believe in that. And that's what I would challenge everyone listening right now is to reconnect to that and know that you have this power in us. We all have, you know, my, my friend, Gabby Reese or Gabby Bernstein, Gabby Bernstein says the universe has got your back. And whether that's the universe, God, uh, a higher power, the source, we have that in us. And I think you connect to that on a regular basis, Sandy, at least you do now, you know? And so I'm just so thankful for you, Sandy. So thank you for sharing your faith, your power, your, your, your insights. And thank you guys for listening. If you want more information, go to zerohungerplan.com and we'll have all that there. And Sandy, if people want to find you on Instagram, give them your handle real quick so people can find you, please. My handle talks about, I use what I think with exercise and my faith, I'm body fit, soul fit. I love that. All right. And we'll include that in the show notes as well, guys, so you can connect with Sandy personally. And hopefully you'll join us, guys, uh, when we launch, give them the date again, Sandy, when we launch the new Zero Hunger membership site. Well, the, the plans will be out on April 5th. But that the, our very first meeting will be April 11th, and you'll be able to meet Jorge. You'll be able to meet me. You'll be able to meet our other um, Zero Hunger coaches and a lot of fabulous people that will join us. It's a community of support that you won't get from a lot of other places. You, need, you can't do this alone. You, gotta, you have to do it with support. All right, today's episode is complete, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to ask you to please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast. Uh, and please leave a review on Apple as well. Give it five stars if you think the show has helped you in some way to transform your thinking. I hope it has. And more importantly, share your comments, your review of what today's episode did for your thinking and what you got out of it. Because I think that is how we spread this and for me, this is a revolution. This is not uh, a podcast. This is a way of life. And I hope to transform over a million lives in the next couple of years. And I need your help. So please become part of the Zero Hunger Revolution by leaving that review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing today. Thanks so much. Have a great one. Peace and purpose. And I'll see you on the next episode.